Welcome, everybody, to the Motive Podcast, where we believe you are the hero of your life, your defective self-beliefs are your enemy, and the greatest motive in life is connection. I'm your host, Shaden Burton Oli. I'm a marriage and family therapist and founder of Motive, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Bree McMullen. All right, we are live. All right, let's do this. Okay. Okay. Well, welcome, everyone. I know we already said welcome, but welcome again. Welcome to today's podcast. That's right. Well, this is getting fun for us. This is. So, okay. I got a story. Okay. So, a lot of people listen to the adoption podcast, mm-hmm. which, by the way, thank you, everybody. You know, maybe it, I don't know when we'll post this podcast, but it won't be too far away. But thank you for all the kind words. And uh, so, actually, at that time, so we had, my wife and I had actually bought tickets to go to Hilton Head, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We had to fly into Atlanta, but our, our the people that we lived with, Corinne, they have a, a timeshare in, in uh, Hilton Head. And uh, we needed to, we, yeah, we wanted to go on a vacation, but it just so happened that Lula, our baby girl, was born, she was born, I think, exactly 10 days before our flights oh, I remember that we had that. already had. Yeah. So Shelly and I get on a plane, and... Before we got on the plane to go pick her up, I, we knew that we had already figured out we're going to go pick her up or we're going to go there because you can't just take her to Utah. Yeah. It took forever, actually. I was talking to Shelly and I said, well, we are going to Hilton Head. You know, we're going to be there for a while and then we're, we're going to come back and get our boys and our girl and then we're going to take them back and go on vacation. And I guess we're going to have this newborn. And I said, <laughs> can I bring my golf clubs? <laughs> I was like, should I bring my golf club, Shelly? And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, I really want it. Like Hilton Head has, they have gorgeous, gorgeous oh, golf. I'm sure. I mean, golf courses. It's unreal. I mean, you're right on the ocean. And Shelly looked at me and she said, "Well, are you going to be honorary when you don't get a play?" <laughs> Something like that. And I thought, you know what? You're so correct that if I bring my golf clubs, I will expect to play. Mm-hmm. And if I expect to play. And that I don't get to, I will be disappointed. Yeah. Which is an adage that we all know that the the the, the perfect way to always be disappointed is to have unrealistic t- expectations. And I hadn't really thought that. Okay, I have a at that time I have a f- what a five year old, a four year old, a two year old, and now a newborn <laughs> that I don't even know. Not right? Good for golfing. It's like why am I gonna? I'm not gonna get to golf. Like it, yeah. I can't. And so I didn't bring them. And it was good. And I think if I had, they would have just been like this teaser. Nagging thing. Nagging thing uh-huh. of I want to go, I want to go. Uh, and so that's our topic today is first off, how to make summer. The question that really we're asking is how to make summer a little bit better. I mean, summer vacation is, t- is hard. I'm not a mother. <laughs> I know I go hard. home right now even with COVID and talk to Shelly and say, I look her right in the eyes, try to and say, are, how are you? You know, because it's just been tough. Not to mention she's going to have a six-month summer vacation, basically. <laughs> exactly. So Bree made a good point today of, you know, we need to talk about this and help our help our listeners to answer the question how to make summer a little bit better. And the answer that we have is... Expectations. Ha- expectations. Having mm-hmm. realistic expectations, which I am not as... I'm not really good with, honestly. I struggle. My brain goes exactly where I want to go, and it's got high... <laughs> almost you know and so i really struggle with it so so brie i guess let's just talk about your side a little for you know your life you'd shared some things with me what's what are some things you guys do as a family or what are some things you do to make the summer go go well even go you know even sure. even really good 
Yeah. So this is something that we've learned. And again, I have kids who range from 17 to nine. So um, years of experience have taught me that summer vacation, I used to think when my kids were little, oh, it's summer break. Yay. School's out. It's a party. And it was terrible. And we were ornery and sleep schedules were messed up. And the kids really don't like playing infinitely, you know, for three months on end. And, yeah. and, and it would become almost like a chore that I couldn't wait till school got back in every year. Yeah. Shelly's the same way. Yeah. I think most moms, you know, August comes and they're like, oh, please start school. Yeah. The structure is so good. So I remember one summer when my two oldest were younger and we were so excited about summer coming. And for whatever reason, it started raining. And it, Utah in June, it's pretty dry here. It doesn't rain. And it rained the first week of summer break. And I thought, okay, that's all right. We can do stuff. It rained the second week of summer break. It rained the third week of summer break and the fourth week of summer break. Really? I kid you not, it was the worst. In the desert. In the desert. And it never stopped. And so we would sit. I remember almost like this is, you know, like a cartoon or something. The kids sitting at the window, looking out the window, <laughs> thinking, this is so boring. And I realized that we had not planned anything. And my expectations were that it's summer, we'll just play and have fun. And that we actually were ruining our own summer vacations. So since then, we've taken a lot of steps to, you know, change that and figure out how we can create a great summer break for all of us. By getting expectations Yep. in somewhat harmonious yeah, if I can say it that way, and somewhat har- some harmony. Yeah, because everybody's expectations are different. Mine might be different from my seventeen-year-old daughters, and hers might be different from my nine-year-old sons. You know, so each of us have our own idea. You know, for her, it's all about what am I going to do with my friends, and how much fun am I going to have? How many days can I spend at the lake? Yeah, I want to buy a new paddleboard. Whatever. You know, for my nine-year-old, it's about I want to go to the shake shop by our house, and how many times can I go to Seven Eleven, and am I going to get to play with my toys and my friends and water balloons and and you can see how those two don't mesh yeah you know so let's just go into then one thing that we have done is sit down and have a family meeting before summer gets here and lay out what those expectations are gotta have cookies yeah at the meeting yep (laughs) required yeah so we sit down and everybody kind of has a list and we just talk about you know what are we expecting out of the summertime and what are some and we have to keep them realistic i have to remind my kids every year that as we create our we call it our summer bucket list but that it that doesn't mean we're going to california yeah or you know realistic expectations here you know maybe it means that we're gonna walk to the shake shack that's by our house and get and get a treat or we're gonna go to a specific park and play or you know whatever it is that we sit down and create a list of expectations and then compile that list into reasonable actionable things that we can actually take and do and schedule out in our summer loosely schedule out in our summer i should say yeah um and i so that for us has worked really really well one thing too let me step back i was just thinking my my oldest is my daughter and for her summer break and any break from school turns into a bit of a nightmare because her schedule gets she doesn't have a schedule to be honest with you and so for her, it cr- creates some anxiety and, and she doesn't have that schedule to kind of frame her life around. Mm-hmm. And so she tends to feel really stressed out on vacation or breaks, spring break, fall break, even going on a vacation. Because it just feels like so ambiguous almost, uh-huh. like just what's going on. 
Yep. She just okay. doesn't know what to expect. And so I learned Makes sense. when she was little that I had to prep her for these things. And so I had to tell her, hey, it, summer break is coming. Schedules are going to change. You know, we might go to bed a little later. You know, we might be doing this different. That way she could just mentally prepare herself for what was going to come. Yeah. You know, I do the same thing when we go on vacation or when spring break is coming or whatever. And it's not a big ordeal. I just kind of sit down and, hey, remember spring break's coming. You know, yeah. things might be a little different or, hey, we're going to California. These are some of the fun activities we're going to be participating in. And that way she can expect yeah, what's going to happen. And it's a little easier for her. And that was a huge thing for us as well. It's because she would feel really stressed out Yeah, a lot. Which I think highlights the truth about expectations that there is no such thing as not having them, so yeah. to speak. Uh, expectation, I think, as a as just being a human being, our brain is meant to predict our world. It's one of its number one functions. It's to protect us and to predict our world. Yeah. So protection comes through knowledge. I'm going to gain, you know, gain knowledge, but also predict prediction and protecting our world. I should say comes through knowledge. I'm going to take in knowledge. And I'm going to try to predict my world so that I can know how to function better so I can thrive. And so when, if somebody were to tell me, you know, you got to go into, you know, Shaden, you got to go to South Carolina without expectations. That means I need to create an expectation for myself to not have expectations. Right. Because when we say, oh, I don't have any expectations. Well, of course you have expectations. Or if you, (laughs) if that's true, that means that you had to have done the work to acknowledge the like almost like the reactive expectations that we have. I mean, you order yeah. a burger, you have expectations. You yep. get in your car and turn the AC on, you have expectations that it works yep. like mine. It's just part of life. It's just a part of So we, we expect things. And like we're talking about today, unrealistic expectations are what drive things into the ground. Disappointment happens, frustration happens. And ultimately, as parents, I think it's a difficult uh, it's a difficult mission, if you will, if you call it a mission, to actually get out of your children what their expectations are to begin with. Yeah, and that's why we have the brainstorming thing that we can sit down and and it's a free zone. I have to remind my kids that this is a safe zone. So sure. every expectation is good or anything you say is 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 good. And we're we're going to listen to each other and not be condescending about what someone else wants for their experience for summer break. And we're going to hear everybody and then we're going to take them and we're going to put them into action somehow. Yeah. The ones that fit the best, you know, for everybody, making sure that we pull from every person a little bit. Yeah. So that we have those. I think, too, is having expectations for yourself. So as a mother, you know, I used to think, oh, finally, school's over. We can sleep in, which at our house we like to sleep. And I wish my kids did. <laughs> My kids do too much. And, you know, that we can just have some freedom to do whatever we want. But that just is fun for about a week. But that's what we were talking about earlier. it's terrible. In preparing for this is freedom. Freedom is an expectation, though, too. Uh Like, I think some kids would say, you know, if playing devil's advocate a little bit is like, Mom, but I don't want to have like a schedule. I don't want to have, you know, things planned. And as a parent, I think it's it's a it's a neat move to say, no, I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. We need to plan nothing. Yeah. We need to plan for nothing in a way. And it doesn't mean our whole dang schedule has to be color coded perfectly. Oh, yeah. Bree and I, our, our, our mission here is not 
to make people into behavioral robots. No, you and we'll go through some of pathetic. Well, I was just saying, we'll go through some of the steps that we do and kind of how to act them out. And you'll see that it's not, you know, this is a loose. That's why I say, but it's funny. I have a kid like that. I have one child who would rather just have no schedule and play all day. Yeah. But then I have another child who that stresses her out so bad she can barely function. So it's finding that balance. So it's, there's a difference between schedule and expectations. Oh, yeah. Schedule is what happens after. That's mm. like the, the application of our expectations. Yeah. But today, our, you know, in, in trying to understand somebody's expectations, that to me involves a lot of good questions, mm-hmm. being able to listen to your kids well, and, and, and especially your spouse. It doesn't have to be a, a parenting podcast today. I mean, Shelly and I talking together, I think, I think it's difficult a lot, a lot of the time to get our expectations out. I'm much oh, more yeah. of a bulldozer. And she can be much more of a, okay, like, like, okay to make me happy. But then at the same time, what if I don't stop being a bulldozer? What if I, you know? Well, and that, let me tell you just a quick story. It highlights that really well. My family goes on a trip every year and there's about 35 of us and my siblings and my parents. And we plan a trip every year together. And last year our plans just didn't quite work out. So we ended up at Flaming Gorge, which is a big lake here in Utah in the desert. And we did not have a boat we camped on the lake and so we did have water access you know all day long and (laughs) that is not my husband's idea of a great ideal vacation let me tell you being in flaming gorge in july in 90 some odd degree temperature it was honestly miserable and the cicadas were out which is like a once every 50 year kind of thing i guess there oh really and so it was it was terrible um and thankfully, my kids weren't really paying attention to the fact that, you know, not all of us were enjoying this. But when we got home, I, you know, I said, what in the heck was going on? Like, you, that was terrible. What? And he said, that is not my kind of vacation. Yeah. That was terrible. I hated it. I didn't want to be there. It was hot and miserable. So, yeah, you're right. Like, my expectations for summer, I love camping. But does that mean my husband wants to go camping in 100 degree weather in the desert? Probably not. Yeah. You know, so it's important we talk those things through. Which is really like an empathy skill, right? It's an empathy skill to find expectations, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, because we use that word a lot, but what does it really mean? It, it's it's hope. Mm-hmm. Expectations are hope based on a, on a on a goal that you have. It's what I, you know, if if, you, if 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 my kid wants to have freedom as well, there's a reason for that. And so expecting what that looks like for or knowing what that looks like for him takes yeah. a great, especially with younger kids, great, takes a great deal. You have to understand really dig in and understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do think I love what we're talking about today though, because we, I'm de- I can control and just say, no, this is how it is, <laughs> which we know how that goes, you know? Yeah. And I think we do need to take the lead and throw some things out there that then they can say, what would be, what are my expectations of this thing that we have decided to do Yeah. as a family? But then there are all, there's the, the daily stuff. There's the smaller things besides the vacations, just the daily yeah. grind of, what is to be expected. So yeah, I also so I also believe just one more oh, thing yeah. beyond behaviors or things to do. I think expecting healthy principles is an is a neat thing too. Mm-hmm. So what what you know what principles what what attributes do we expect to to have when we're at home? You know, like re- we expect respect. Yeah. We expect honesty. We we expect hard work or discipline. We expect joyful play. Mm-hmm. You know and. I think it's easy for us to get into more of like the what we're go- always the what yeah. we're going to do rather than the 
the principles behind how we'll do it. Yep. And so I think that's a good thing to use in your meeting as well. Oh yeah, definitely. So let's go through that and I'll give you some tips that we do and we found that have been successful that could potentially help you. So one of them is then to meet. Yeah, and, which you mentioned, but get together. So we talked about that. So get together, have a summer planning meeting of sorts that, that fits in your, uh, your life and lead, and, and lead it out and your set, the, set the boundaries yeah. of this is going to be about yep. getting brain draining. Yep. Spit it all out. What we expect. Yep. We're just going to say what we want to do this summer within reason. We tell our kids it has to be within the state. So okay, <laughs> that's something that Good we point. do. Yep. Because we already have our summer vacations planned out well in advance. So we tell the kids it has to be within a certain, you know, geographical parameter. Okay. Um, so the next thing we do then is we create a list. So we have a master list that is our, our we call it our summer bucket list. Mm -hmm. And we write it out and then ours gets posted in the kitchen where everybody can see it and especially where I can see it. So that I can make sure that we're going through and checking those things off. If it says go to 7-Eleven, get Slurpees. Okay, yeah. hey, let's That's just awesome. do that. If we're sitting there bored one day or if we want to play with water balloons. And then it gives me ideas as well when the kids are saying, I'm bored. You know, then we go to our bucket list and try to pick some of the fun, easy things. And then, of course, we have to plan out, you know, the long distance things if we want to go camping one day or if we want to, you know, thankfully here where we live, we're able to do that. We could literally decide to go camping and yeah. jump in the car and go camping, which yep. is nice. But, you know, or, or whether that's going on, you know, a hike or, um, you know, riding our dirt bikes somewhere that takes a little bit more planning. Yeah. So we, we refer to our list quite a bit. Um, the next tip would be to plan it out. And and with this, that takes a little bit. This is where I want to step back just a little bit. And, and so we'll come back to the planning just a tiny bit. So I think that this involves planning for yourself and planning for your family. So one of the mistakes I used to make for myself was that I would just sleep in and my own personal plan and schedule went out the door a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I found that that made the whole home life crazy. So as I stick to my own routine and I wake up earlier than everybody else, I exercise, you know, I get those things done and I keep that routine for myself. I'm happier. The day goes better. Summer is better. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Those things kind of play out a little bit better so to have some kind of a daily schedule so with that in our family you know that includes the kids know that they're expected to make their bed tidy up their bedroom in the morning and then we do a little bit of learning something because mm -hmm. you don't and that's not every day I mean there are some days we throw caution to the wind and just do whatever we want of course because it's summertime yeah you know but th there's that general expectation and, and idea that at our house we get up we get our beds made we start the day right tidy up our rooms we read or whatever for a minute then we go play mm -hmm. you know and it just helps frame up our day that much better sure um again knowing that some days we don't do any of that and again and having an expectation that that doesn't always go yeah even though you try yep. you're, you're, there, there's going to be stubborn kids there's going to be times where it just doesn't they're not willing to do it. And that's where I get in trouble is I'm, I'm very black and white in those, in those expectations. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be realistic. I mean, that's so realistic is it. A lot of the realism comes based on the person in front of you. That's why I said it's an empathy skill. Yeah. Cause if I, it's one thing for me to expect something out of you, you know, mm -hmm. for the podcast or for our business. And it's a one thing to expect something from my son, Kobe, sure. who, who might struggle with whatever it is that I'm expecting. And then I just don't care. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, again, so for us, like at our house, this is a good example. My nine-year-old, I expect that in the morning he can get up, get dressed, get his bed made, clean his room. That is extremely realistic for him. He's very a go-getter. He's on top of it. He'll be up before anybody else, have all his stuff done before anybody else even gets out of bed. So for him, that's a big deal. My 15-year-old, on the other hand, if he makes his bed by 10 o'clock at night, yeah, we're doing good, <laughs> you know. But but we set. Well, I have those expectations that we kind of set out and we tell the kids, hey, you know, I know it's summertime, but remember, these things kind of help us start our day the right way. That makes sense. You know. Let me jump in on that. Yeah. As a social skill, and I'm not, I know I'm jumping over here, but as a social skill with my kids, I, I use the phrase time, place, and person. Mm-hmm. You know, if my kid burps super loud, <laughs> there's a time, place, and person represents who you're around, who, yeah. right? And so I, I, I guess I hadn't thought about this in our preparation of the podcast, but I love the idea of basing your expectations on those three criteria as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the person, yep. which includes you. Yeah. On the place, taking in where you're going, what's going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. and time. Yeah, when it's sure. ha- when it's happening, how long it's happening, and uh, again, I don't think I think if anybody even takes one thought about their expectations, that's progress. Because <laughs> most of us don't, right? Most of us just act. We just do. Yeah. We react really, and so if if the minimum that anybody here, including myself, can just like <laughs> slow down a little bit on my expectations and just mm-hmm. think, that's progress. Yeah. And everything you're talking about is awesome. That's like, that's like, yeah, and it's funny like because it sounds <laughs> like really hard stuff, but I think for us, it's more just having a plan. Like our summer has a, a, a framework. That's yeah. the best way to say it, that we have this framework that we've kind of set out. Yeah. That we have place to bounce around and, and, you know, we have this loose fitting schedule that we can kind of play with. But it helps us to have a framework so that when the kids are like, oh, I'm so bored, you know, or when things start getting a little bit monotonous mm-hmm. which they do then we can go hey what's on the bucket list what are we gonna do you know yeah i love it um love it and that brings us to the last thing is compromise and that's yeah. a that's a really big thing i mean like i said this is just something that we found that has helped us be successful but that means that we're extremely forgiving and compassionate with ourselves with myself if i want to sleep in one day i'm gonna sleep in one day yeah and that is totally okay You know, and if my kids don't clean their room one day and we want to just go play instead, of course, we're going to go play. I'm not going to be a stickler about cleaning rooms. Yeah. You know, it's summer. We want to make the best memories. And and that's really important to me. I think that the older my kids get, the more important it is that we are forming really great memories together as a family. Yep. And the bucket list helps us do that because it's things that are memorable. Yep. That are fun. That we do together and that, that we're... Our, our whole drive is that we're spending the time together creating fun memories. Okay. And that's really helped us a lot. Well, there you go, everyone, from a master. <laughs> I don't know about master. I just sat here as a, <laughs> as a learner and listener today trying to, like, oh, figure it boy. out for myself. So thank you, Bree. You're that's welcome. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks again for everyone for listening and allowing us to help you understand the why behind your problem and my problem and everyone's problem and how to solve that. We'll uh, talk at you again soon. Okay. Catch you later. Bye.